Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eyes. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Straight out of the burbs of L.A., this is So I Married a Movie Geek. What's up, movie geeks? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. My name is Justin Winters, one of the hosts of the show. The other host of the show, Chrissy, is taking the week off because it is Fantasy Movie Draft Week, our competition where we combine our love of fantasy sports with our love of movies, and we are in the midst of our multi-month 80s tournament, which means we're going year by year, uh, usually do one of these a month. We've already done 1980. It's in the can. Congratulations to Real Feels. Drew Hallam for winning that one. He would advance to our semifinals, but this week we're doing 1981, guys, uh, and it is a strange year. I'm gonna, I'm just go ahead and say that I'm not drafted tonight. I can't s- wait to hear what everyone's got on their list. Uh, we have two vets, two newbies again for the draft tonight. So we're gonna start with the vets first, and we're gonna go in draft order tonight with the guy who chose the draft order tonight. It's Tony, the Dobish. He's Mr. Night, Mr. Nineteen Eighty One from Take Two Podcast. Tony, what is up, man? Hey, what's going on, Justin? Thank you for inviting me back again. And yes, this is my birth year. So, as I mentioned before we started recording, it's a little tough for me to pick a lot of these movies because I feel like there are only a few that I actually saw and enjoyed. So, hopefully, it goes all right. <laughs> now, Tony, I don't want to jinx you, but again, we just talked about nineteen eighty is already in the can, and there was another birthday boy. Uh, at the top of that draft, who, you know, got a spanking, got a spanking, Paul, from the Countdown movie and TV reviews. Are you feeling com- are you are you feeling confident in the one spot? Too confident, maybe? No, not too confident, but I feel like he was robbed. I think Paul was robbed, and I feel like I was robbed last time So from Shampoo. So this is my revenge episode. Awesome. Well, welcome, sir. What are you, are you drinking tonight? What you got? Yeah, like I said, it's already 11 p.m. here in Virginia, so I had a beer earlier, I had a little vodka mixed drink, and then now I've moved on to coffee with Bailey's just to stay awake, so. Ooh. Well, I'm not going to Shane, I'm not going to Shane, don't worry. Well, I, I'm drinking cheer wine tonight. I'm, I'm going uh, North Carolina style with some cheer wine and a little vodka tonight, so. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm keeping it hyped, man. I, welcome to the back to the draft. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Uh, in the number two spot, uh, we have another vet. I call him Mr. Platoon. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, that's because in our 1980s action draft, he won it, but he took Platoon in round one and bummed us all out for the rest of the draft. So, uh, Mark James from the Poop Culture Podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me back on the show. Now, I'm looking forward to this one. 1981 is such a weird year. There's a little bit for everybody. So I'm anxious to see what you guys bring. I'm, I think I'm going to have to adjust my draft order accordingly because the movies are all over the place, really. Uh, recently, we had a person, I think it was Brandon from Colt 45. He he came back after a long while. He was 1-0. You're undefeated as well, 1-0. Are, are you feeling confident, man? I am. I am feeling strong like bull. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what what are you drinking tonight, Mark? Uh, I am a loser, so I am drinking just a cup of cold coffee. 
Ooh, dude. Coffee and, and alcohol are my two favorite things. So you are a winner in my eyes. Uh, we will see if you're a winner tonight in the draft. Congrats, man. And uh, we'll see. Uh, th- so I- I'm worried about you, Mark, because in in the three spot tonight is uh, a newbie, a total draft newbie, but someone I know has been itching to get in one of these drafts. I consider her, I mean, on, at least on Twitter, Miss 80s. She's she's coming at you if you're talking about 80s movies. Gidget Von LaRue from Retro Cinema all the way down under. Gidget, what's going on? I am I am so excited for this. I mean, I missed out on the 1981 because oh, I was in Hawaii. I mean, that sucked. Oh, oh yeah, um, ter- terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm actually still peeling from it. Um, oh, look, I am super chuffed. Thank you so much for having me. I've been dying to get on one of these, especially anything to do with the 80s. You know, that's my that's my wheelhouse. And uh, I've put a lot of thought into this. And, and as you guys were saying, this is a really diverse – like there was something for everyone this year. You know, horror or drama or action or, I mean, there's a particularly big one, but I'm guessing uh, Tony's going to be taking that out pretty early. Gidget, we've known uh, we've known each other a while on Twitter. This is your first time here on The Draft. I have to ask, tell us about Retro Cinema and what you guys do over there. Okay. Well, myself and Angry Man, we were both uh, teenagers in the 80s, I can admit that. So I was 11 in 1981. I was born in 1970. So we basically podcast the 80s movies we loved back then and that we still love now. So there's a lot that we haven't seen since the 80s. We give them a rewatch. Some of them we think, yeah, that's still great and we'll podcast it. And others you you enjoy in the 80s and you watch them again and you think, ah, God, how did I like that movie? So we basically only do movies that we still love. So it's a very positive podcast. It's also family friendly because you know, we do a lot of kids' movies. So, but that—that's not to say that I don't swear like a trucker in real life. You—you—you <laughs> you, you do a lot of the great ones. You—you you guys also do a lot of lists uh, that, as an '80s movie fan, I love as well. So, I'm happy to have your Gidget. Uh, it's the next day over there in Australia. You, I already know you're 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 not you're not drinking over there yet, but you're you're hydrating. Is that right? I well, I am hydrating because I had um, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I drink espresso, so that makes no sense whatsoever. I know that, so I've already had three espressos, and now I'm drinking water. So I'm I might talk a little bit faster than I usually do, but that's just due to the coffee. Oh, sounds great. Well, well welcome mm. again. Uh, Gidget. Thank you so much. Uh, and so in the four spot tonight, we had a little switcheroo we had to make in the last couple hours. Uh, and this guy just like filled in the void in a pinch. I know he's excited to, to, he's, to be on this draft. I, I had him earmarked for a later draft here in the eighties, but he stepped in here for 1981. It's become a, uh, two sides of the world challenge because we, he's coming from Australia as well. Uh, it's Billy from We Watched a Thing. What's going on, man? Hey mates, how you going? I am excited to be here. <laughs> so, are you a are you a big '80s fan? Compare your '80s movie love to Gidget, Billy. I, I know you know uh, Gidget as well. I mean, compared to Gidget, I've got nothing. I'm sure she's podcasted <laughs> half of the movies that were made in '81. <laughs> but <Quite a> few. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm more in the same boat as Tony. Uh, looking down at the the list of '81, there were probably maybe about 15 or 16 that I really really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be tight. Billy, you're a newbie to the draft as well. Tell us about We Watched a Thing and what you guys do over there. Uh, no worries. So We Watched a Thing started about a year ago. We're gearing up to our 50th episode in two weeks. I'm a visual effects artist and my co-host and best friend is a cameraman. And basically we just love talking movies. So we were like, you know what? 
we're hilarious, we're great, other people need to hear this. So I started hitting record on it, and uh, yeah, it's just good fun. We talk about mainly uh, new releases, but every now and then we do a throwback as well to a film that one of us loves and the other's never seen, and yeah, it's just good fun. Billy, one of my favorite fun facts about you is, before I knew you, as we watched The Thing, you guys had a different uh, name for your podcast. What was that? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we we used to be called Bears on Film because we're both very large, hairy dudes, but there was a lot of confusion <laughs> around what our podcast was. Yeah. Not, o- not only that, but correct me if I'm right, but I remember you guys doing a poll where like, does our name confuse you guys? <laughs> yes or no? Yeah. Definitely. We weren't expecting to be as big in the States as we are, and I think particularly over in the States, it has a much more... Uh, Common meaning for something else over there. <laughs> so, yeah, you're big in San Francisco, so that's that's a plus. Yeah, yeah, good marketing. That's where half our audience yeah. came from. Yeah. Well, uh, Billy, are you drinking over there? I know. Number one, we should applaud you for doing your list in just a couple of hours. So you're you're already uh, behind the cue ball. But are you drinking over there uh, the next day? I'm not. Same boat as Gidget, just sticking a water. One in the afternoon, and I have a very, very pregnant wife, so in case I need to duck out to the hospital, just water <laughs> ah, it is. Wise choice. Wise choice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You remind me of last year. We uh, It was another uh, draft that Paul from The Countdown was on, and I remember there was some kind of fire, like a big fire near his house. And so oh, geez. he he like announced that at the beginning of the draft and all of us were like worried about him. Like, no, dude, like <laughs> we, we could do it without you. If it comes close to the, he's like, no, the flames are only like, you know, a few yards back or something. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so uh, a pregnant wife though. Congratulations, dude. This, no this, could, this could top it actually. If Billy's wife starts giving birth during this podcast. <laughs> That could take it to 11, I reckon. So it's just just start encouraging her, Billy. Start breathing really deeply and all that sort of thing and yeah. see what happens. Well, well, yeah, no worries. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should pick a surrogate to pick for Billy just in case this happens. But I'm also like, can you move the recording equipment with you? Like, we could really make this a thing, Billy. This could be exciting. <laughs> Totally portable. It's a Zoom, so we'll record in the ambulance, mate. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, again, I'm excited to have these guys. This is the second round of the tournament. Uh, If anybody listened to our podcast uh, earlier this year, last year, we did a 90s tournament uh, similar to this where we went year by year. uh, And at the end, we had a winner of the 90s. So, 80s, I'm a huge 80s fan. I'm a bigger 80s fan than any decade in film. So 1981 uh, seems like an exciting year. But but before we get to films, guys, we always like to set the mood. We like to get into our uh, Back to the Future Universal Studios theme park ride where you can get like a bunch of people into like the, the fake DeLorean. So we all climb in that. We're, we're going back to 1981. Uh, a, a weird year just all around, guys. So... Everyone likes music, I know. Here, I've heard, uh, I've heard several of you guys. I think I've heard all of you guys talk talk music in some way or another. Um, so the the Billboard Year End Hot 100 Singles in 1981. Here, here's what we're looking at, guys. At number five, we had Rick Springfield with Jesse's Girl. Um, number four was Just Like Starting Over from John Lennon. Three was Lady from one of my mom's favorites, Kenny Rogers. Uh, at the number two spot, we had Endless Love from Lionel Richie and uh, Diana Ross, of course. And then at the number one spot, and this is a, I, I, this surprised me. So the, the, the hottest single in 1981 was Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. Does that surprise you guys? Not at all. It doesn't, yeah. It's a, it's a good song, and she had a great voice, but 
it, it was a, it was such a different time. I mean, that that would never get up now, would it? To be num to n- be number one. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's a bit like you know Bonnie Tyler's you know Total Eclipse of the Heart. That song killed oh, in the eighties. That's a great one. That song still kills, man. It does. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. so I mean, I I feel like I have to call an audible and and tell you guys what would be my number one in nineteen eighty one. It was actually down at the sixth spot. But I think it real it perfectly encapsulates what I want this draft tonight to be, and that's celebration by Cool in the Game. <laughs> Good so, song. I love that song, guys. I I think it's one of those songs where it's hard not to like get going and you know smile once you hear it. I think I kind of associate it to Disney for some reason. As a kid, I always heard that song when I went to uh, Disney World or whatever. But I think it's a better better pick for tonight. Yeah, than- and I think it's a law in like thirty seven states <laughs> that any wedding reception that has to be played at <laughs> has to. <laughs> so- it has to. I, I, you know, I'll have to. Uh, I'll send a message to uh, Gerald from Two Piece on a Pod. He, he's a he's a wedding DJ, so he could he could <laughs> yay or nay that one. Uh, so, what else happened in 1981, guys? So here here are five big things that happened in the year 1981. So, the first DeLorean uh, was produced in January of that year. Uh, it was ma- manufactured for only two years, so only nine thousand uh, vehicles were produced in total before, of course, the the company went. To, to crap because uh, John DeLorean smuggling drugs. Anyway, uh, had to get that one in. Back to the Future fan. In in April of 1981, NASA launched the very first space shuttle mission. That was Columbia. Carried only two astronauts. The total length of the mission was two days, six hours, 20 minutes, and 53 seconds. It sounds like it literally you know went up and came right down. So uh, Also, Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, was appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court by President Ronald Reagan. She was the first ever woman, of course, on the court. Prince Charles and Lady Diana got married July 29th, 1981. 600,000 people uh, were standing outside. 3,500 were inside. and, And 750 million people worldwide watched it on TV. And then the last thing to happen in 1981, a big one for me... MTV uh, launched on August 1st, and the first music video shown on MTV was... Who's got it? Dying the Buggles. Oh. Video killed the radio yeah. stuff. Yes, the Buggles. Yeah. The Buggles. So, huge nice. huge influence on my life, MTV, and it started in the year of 81. But we're here to talk films, guys. We're not going to talk any titles yet, but overall, what did you guys think about the year of film in 81? For, for me, we actually, the Retro Cinema, did our top 10 movies of 1981. Our next one's obviously 82. We did that not too long ago. And I really thought Angry and I were going to have pretty much the same movies, and I was really surprised that we didn't. So that's when I thought, oh, it's a lot more diverse, but it's not a bumper year for the 80s. I think 80 was, and I think 84 was this. There's some, I mean, there's a couple of super big ones, and there's a couple of sleepers that I've got on my list, which probably the rest of you are going to be like, "What? I haven't even heard of that one." So, but I'm I'm willing to use that. I'm willing to like throw that one out there because for us old people, we'll we'll um we'll know the movies. <laughs> what what uh guys? What do you guys think about the year? 
Uh, well, it's interesting to me. We did an episode maybe a year ago where we did like a birth year thing, like go back and see movies you didn't see from your birth year. So I was able to brush up on a couple and there were some really weird ones when I was going down the list that I'd never heard of. So, but like Gidget was saying, there's a little bit for everyone. There's, there's your horror, there's your comedy. It's kind of all over the place. So kind of an interesting year. It sounds like somebody could have done recon on both Tony and Gidget's list already if they were very, you know, had some time. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, I, Mark, Mark, I'm disappointed as you and you for not doing that. Uh, what did you think about 81, man? Man, for 1981, see, over on Poop Culture, we just did 1981 on one of our <laughs> dueling, depo- <laughs> dueling decades episodes. What? No, you're the third <laughs> one to say that. We're all up to date, isn't it? It's it's like we, we are. Could, could have just come into this and not written a list at all. We just wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, we just did a podcast not too long ago. And let's well, just see, go I for thought it. I thought Justin selected us for that reason specifically. <laughs> uh, totally, that's exactly what I did, guys. Totally. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I really thought 1981 was one of those years where you had some really stellar months, and you had some other months that were just really lackluster where you just had carryover in the cinemas where you had movies that were staying in the theaters for two or three months at a time. And it allowed for some months that just weren't that strong for releases. Billy, I'm trying to Google your list. Have you done a 1981 list on your podcast lady? (laughs) Lately? I have not. So I'm in the minority here. (laughs) So I think you guys all have a pretty big advantage. (laughs) I, uh, yeah. When I found out about it, Two hours ago that I was going to be on this, I started Googling best movies of 81, and I was really surprised by what came up on Google. There were a lot of ones that I hadn't heard of. Um, You know, obviously, there's a few big ones, and I think some of those are going to go pretty early. So I'm really curious to see everyone's kind of three, four, and five picks, because I think it's going to be a lot of variety. I I think there's at least like a solid... I would say six to eight that would yeah. probably be at the top of everyone's list. And then just like 80 after that, it's like, well, what do you like kind of thing? Uh, so <laughs> especially because uh, I was born in 80, so I wasn't around to know what would be popular then. And that usually factors in as well. So I'm excited to see how you guys do this. Let's go ahead and get it started. I know we have a lot to talk about again tonight. We are doing the 1981 fantasy movie draft. No! Just lying around shit. What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you gotta say, what the fuck? Make your move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember balance. Make cool fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. Game over. And like we mentioned at the top, Tony, uh, he he picked uh, a close uh, jelly. We did the jelly beans in the glass again because... Uh, again, we, we mentioned last week that some of these drafts are, are kind of stacked at the top. And instead of just drawing out a hat, we need to make this a little uh, more competitive. Tony got closest to the number of jelly beans, chose himself to go first tonight <laughs> in the draft. He's Mr. 81 himself. What are you taking to start off with, Tony? Yeah, it was funny because uh, I think I was the last one to see that picture. And I was like, I'm, I'm going prices right on it. I'm just going one more <laughs> and, and hoping for the best. Smart. Yeah. 
Um, but honestly, I almost didn't take the first pick because, like you said, there's about five or six really good ones. So I'm not going to get another pick for a while. So it maybe this wasn't the right choice taking the number one pick. I don't know. But one film stood out for me more than others. Obviously, uh, on my show, we've already we do a monthly thing where we look at one artist, one actor, one director. We've already covered Harrison Ford. We've already covered Steven Spielberg. So I had to take Raiders of the Lost Ark as my number one pick. <laughs> Shocker! You 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 just you just blew Shane from now that I'm older's mind. He he, he tried to take I this was. last year, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I I sent you a message on Instagram earlier. I don't know if you got it or not, but I said I I think the the world is trying to show me something because it was literally on my TV this afternoon. My son wanted to watch it, and I was like, I got to pick it now tonight. It's meant to be. So, so I'll, I will ask the same thing that I asked in 1980 when uh, Empire was picked. Is this too strong a pick, guys? What do you guys think? No, I think no, it's I, perfect. No. I think, I think this should have won the best picture, personally, yeah. in 1981, easily. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm disadvantaging myself because I don't get to pick again for a while. So I got to go with one strong pick. Uh, let's, let's, I want to quickly go down the line, uh, in draft order. I want to hear your favorite Indiana Jones movie. Tony, go. Uh, it has to be number one of three. I don't count number four. Okay. Mark, Mark, <laughs> uh, crystal skull. No, I'm uh, kidding. No Raiders all the uh, way. Okay. Get it. <laughs> oh, it has, it has to be Raiders. Okay. Yeah. Billy. Raiders. Definitely. Wow. I was just interested I'm, to see how that would go. That's a, I know you're a Temple fan, aren't you? Justin? I know like I'm a, like sacrilege yeah. over here. You, you know, <laughs> people people like you know uh, are in a gas. They just turn away from me when I say that I love Temple of Doom so much. So, uh, but Raiders. Oh, of- but Willie, well, they kept showing that movie. Oh, she's supposed this- to be annoying. That's the character that they. I, I know, I know, I know she is. But it look I, to me, I just don't think he can top perfection. And there is it, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a five out of five movie. It is a perfect film on every level. So that, you know, you can, you, I can only go with the best. Well, we will see if it works for Tony tonight. He's taking it with the, the first pick here, which means, Mark, you got the second pick of the draft. What are you going to go with, man? All right. And I was perfectly fine with the second pick of the draft because I knew exactly how this was going to go. And I'm fine with it because I get to choose one of my all-time favorite movies. And I love this film. That's 1981's Stripes with Bill Murray. It's one of the greatest comedies of all times. And really, it's one of the best ensemble comedies. You had Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, John Candy, John Larroquette, Judge Reinhold. It's really a classic. And it's probably the one movie from 1981 that I think most people can quote easily. Now, there's a couple of questions that I have to ask you. They're a little personal. Uh, have you ever been uh, convicted of a felony or a misdemeanor? That's uh, robbery, rape, car theft, that sort of thing. Convicted? Yeah. No. Never convicted. That's good. Good. Are either of you uh, homosexuals? You mean like flaming or? Well, it's a, it's a standard question we have to ask. 
Now, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn. Yeah, would they send us someplace special? This seems maybe uh, just a little bit high, and I'll tell you why, Mark. I, I, I don't think, and Bill Murray is my favorite actor. Ghostbusters is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I don't know if Stripes has penetrated the use, as we call them, as much as some of his other movies. What does everyone think about this pick uh, in the number two spot? Yeah, agreed. Like- seems a little high to me, but... Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I had this, actually, Angry Man had this really high up on his list. Uh, he's a big Stripes and Caddyshack fan. Um, but I actually had this on my honorable mention, so I didn't even have it on my top 10. Ooh, wow. That's podcast. how I feel too, yeah. It wouldn't mm. have made my top 10. Yeah, oh. no, it's no fucking Mad Max or anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Mark, Mark. <laughs> and, 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 by, and by the way, Mark, don't don't think that I haven't noticed that Mr. Platoon took stripes in the first round for this draft. So you got a theme going, man. You got a that theme going. That is purely coincidence, man. <laughs> purely coincidence. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, man. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Stripes already taken off the board. This is already unexpected. We'll see if uh, Gidget with her first pick is going to be unexpected. What do you got, Gidget? I'm so excited. I was so worried Mark was going to pick one of the, the next three that I really, really love. And I am going to go with an absolute classic. We've podcasted it, and I, I just love this movie. Again, it's a perfect movie. I am go, going An American Wealth in London. Ooh. That was my top pick. <laughs> I, I went yeah, back sorry. and forth on that one in, in Stripes. I love both, but eh, I, I thought Stripes is a little more of a classic. Mm. I'm, a big, I'm a big horror fan and I'm a big comedy fan, and this to me just combines the two beautifully and still yeah. th- that, that, that effect in, in the lounge yeah. room, in bright light. I mean, this is during a period in the 80s. There were some fantastic in-camera effects. The Thing still stands up, same with Blade Runner. But this, it blew people away because everything else, like the howling and everything, everything was in darkness, even E.T., Gremlins to a certain point. When you had those in-camera characters, it was always nice to keep them sort of a little bit hidden away or in the darkness. And this just went, bam, here you go, right in the middle of a living room, bright lights, not hiding anything, and it's still phenomenal. And it's a funny movie, you know. But, I, yeah, I had to go with it. I love this movie, you know. Beware the moon, stay off the moors. Gidget, you're 100% correct on that. It had some great special effects. The creatures and monsters were terrifying in that movie, but it didn't have John Candy mud wrestling. <laughs> in, in the background there, in the pub, in the back in the back in the beer garden. I'm pretty sure he was doing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Must have <laughs> missed that. Show it. <laughs> Director's cut. I will I will say I had this at number two on my mock list, but 81 has a lot of solid uh, horror films. So I'm excited to see which ones of those get picked up. I think uh, American Werewolf is uh I mean a definite round one pick. So good job, Gidget. Uh, with Woo-hoo. that pick, I, I was so I was so scared Tony was going to take that one, so I'm chuffed. <laughs> exactly, it was close. I'm a big Rick Baker fan, but no, had to pass on it. Uh, Bill, you got the last pick in, in round one. What are you going to go with with your first pick? All right, I'm going to go with another horror film with elements of comedy, and I'm going with Evil Dead. Nice. Oh, oh, good call. All right, yeah. What do you so? 
number one, we, we should mention that there's a, in terms, we always have this whole thing where release dates, we talk about release dates, dates. and in our, our chat, I, I, I've mentioned to people that when, when saying what movie goes in which year, we should always go by what Google, Wikipedia, and IMDb say, and usually it's all the same, so sometimes it's different. With The Evil Dead, it came out in like one theater or something like that in 81, and then it didn't come out really wide until 83. So some people say it's an 81 movie. Some say it's 83. Why'd you pick it uh, here in round one, Billy? I think it's. I just think it's a really strong movie. I don't think it's as good as American Werewolf in London. I do think that that is probably one of the best horror movies of all time. But Evil Dead just has such a sense of fun about it. It's really well made. It's really fun. It's really scary. It's just got everything that you want from a good horror movie. And not only that, it didn't have the budget of an American Worm from London. Like Evil Dead was just yeah, made on the right. smell of a, an oily rag. And the fact that it took off and so many sequels and then a TV show. So That's you know, right. And the TV show is huge now, so it's still really permeated the pop culture. So, oh, You bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? And and especially, I mean, this was Sam Raimi's first film, and it took a lot of ingenuity to make it. And his his DNA is in this movie that you'll see throughout all of his movies, even the Spider Man movies. Yeah. You'll you'll see stuff where you're like, sure. oh, that's totally uh, he ripped it off from himself uh, in the Evil Dead. So I I love it. I think it's a great pick. I think it's a, a solid round one pick as well. But it, it's already time for round two. And Billy, we're staking uh, around this draft, which means you you get a second pick right off the top of this one. What are you going to go with, man? Okay, now this is tough. Um, I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm not sure if the votes are going to go with me on this, but I'm going with Clash of the Titans. (laughs) It's really hard to argue with Harryhausen, just from a cultural perspective. Exactly. He's the reason I got into visual effects. When I was about seven years old, I saw the Golden Voyage of Sinbad on TV, and I just fell so in love with his stop-motion work that it's just changed my entire life. So I had to go with a Harryhausen film. I think it's such a great adventure movie. It's it's just great. This this one's the one with uh, Harry Hamlin at, at his best, at his most ravishing, right? Great, great Medusa in this this one too. Like really, really scary. Yeah, yeah. and Harry Housen, uh, Harry's hair is just yeah. superb. And <laughs> oh I'm, yeah, and that med- Go ahead. I'm going to name drop as well because I actually met uh, Ray Harryhausen on a flight back from Ooh. Belgium. Oh man, Ooh. that's cool. Yeah, uh, I was fangirling all over him. <laughs> yeah, the Medusa is still actually, he's got it in the, the Harryhausen Museum where you can see a lot of his stuff. Some of it's not all there because he quite famously took all his puppets apart and reused bits, but the Medusa is still there pretty much fully together. Wow. Mm. I think this one might have been a little high. What does everyone think round two? Definitely high. I had it on a maybe honorable mentions list. Ooh, people. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't even have it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I done goofed up. Uh, I think my wife's calling. Uh, <laughs> I had it on my list, but uh, I can't knock it. It is a little high, I think. But again, it's one of those picks you can't argue with it because of its cultural significance. Totally. Totally. So, and I like, and I like the fact that we're all going for movies we actually all love, rather than just go for all the movies. It's like, oh yeah, that'll get me a vote, or that'll get me a vote, because that's yeah. what I'm going to go with. There's movies that I'm not going to go with anything I haven't seen, or you know, or that I particularly love, and that's probably why I didn't have Stripes very high up. 
Well, this is yeah, this is a tournament, guys. Go for the win. We want everyone to advance. Uh, so. God damn it! I am not picking on Golden Pawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marks. You name another film out of line, you get it, man. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm instituting that rule that that rule right now. Everyone hates when 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 they just shout out uh, titles. So if Mark shouts out another, we're instantly giving. it it to him for his next pick so penalized he's being penalized uh gidget we got your round two pick you've got american werewolf in london already what are you going with this one oh oh god okay oh i've got three and i'm not i don't know which one to get which one to go with but i should shake it up a little bit uh being australian i've got to go with mad max 2 the road warrior All right, tell me about uh, the Road Warrior and why you picked it. Well, I'm first of all, I'm a huge Mel Gibson fan. Uh, still am, by the way. Yikes! Controversial. And you know, I just well, to me, all the Mad Max movies are really perfect. Um, uh, the, the the first one obviously wasn't big overseas. The first Mad Max, but I remember going to see that with my. Uh, late father so there's always that sort of fondness for the very first one and then the second one just sort of stepped it up uh you got the wild kids you know uh, Mel, Mel Gibson's just such a solidly good actor and this is great and and the fact that now you know we've got a 71 year old man that can still make a better action movie than most of the young bucks these days and I and I will admit I've seen Fury Road about 21 times now um so I had to be true to myself and yeah Mad Max 2 for me all the way I, I just imagine that those movies are just like constantly playing as you walk down any street in Australia. Am I <laughs> am I mistaken? No, no, no it's, it's it's everywhere. The, you know, we've got we've got them playing on the side of kangaroos. So when the kangaroos <laughs> walk hop past our houses, it's playing all the Mad Max movies. <laughs> That's amazing marketing. Again, you you guys you, you guys got all the great ideas over there. So uh, is, is everyone in 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 lockstep with this pick, The Road Warrior, in round two? Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of my next peak. ones, so yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Got along too well on that one, guys. We're going to move on to uh, Mr. Platoon Stripes. Let's see if we got any more uh, military films on this list. We'll see. Mark, what do you got round two, man? All right, for round two, I had to go with this movie, and I'm surprised it wasn't picked by now. That's the John Carpenter classic, Ugh. Escape from New York. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong with Kurt Russell, Lee Van Cleef, Isaac Hayes, and arguably the greatest name in all of cinema, Snake Pilskin. Had to pick yep. this in honor of my partner in slime, Rick Mancrush over on Poop Culture. Huge fan of this film. I have a deal for you. You receive full pardon for every criminal action you've committed in the United States. It was an accident. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. 
All right, Kurt Russell, my my uh, my hair favorite. He's got the best hair in the business. So luxurious <laughs> and, and full. You know, it, it's just something to aspire to for for all guys. Uh, literally. Speaking so. of man crushes, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Kurt Russell and Mel Gibson really rocked the mullet in the eighties. I think they were yeah. the only two that could really get away with it and still look really good and masculine, and everyone else just looked a bit sort of you know redneck bogan. But yeah, outstanding mullet, and and from a, you know doing the our podcast, I mean Kurt Russell was pretty much up for everything. I'm amazed he wasn't up for you know Working Girl or Terms of Endearment because you know you look and you think, oh, who else is up for that role? Kurt Russell, he was the go to guy. But this is a fantastic, fantastic pick, and I was torn between that and Mad Max. So well done. Thank you. Uh, we're obsessed on my on on my podcast now with Escape from uh, Los Angeles since I showed it to Chrissy like last year. That movie is bonkers. I even like that one. <laughs> so I love New York <laughs> as well. So I, I think it's a a steal in in round two. It was like number four on my mock track list. So good job, Mark, uh, with that pick. Tony, you got your your, your second pick. You, we waited a long. You waited a long time since picking Raiders. Uh, in the I one did. spot, what do you got to to end up round two here? Well, I'm regretting it now a little bit because I feel like all my picks I had for that second round are gone, taken by someone else. So I'm digging a little deep here. I'm going to go to a comedy of 81, uh, a little Mel Brooks with History of the World Part 1. Nice. I think you can't go wrong with Mel Brooks. I, I feel like he's a master of comedy and just parody. And this is a really funny movie. If people haven't seen it, please go check it out because it's a very good one. We are actually podcasting it in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, nice. it's good. It's good to be the king. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I, I, I'm wondering if it's a little underseen uh, yeah, to some yeah, people. Yeah, I am for- worried for a round two spot so has has everyone seen it here tonight that's drafting yep i've seen it heaps i know i, I know all the lines from it the spanish inquisition and and yeah the inquisition what a <laughs> I, I i know this movie very well so that wow. that was in at the top of my list as well so well done billy do we still have you are you still here still do can you hear me yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure yeah, you uh, again. You yeah. have a situation that we're monitoring. Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen this movie. This, is, <laughs> uh, this was one of my dad's favorite films growing up. So it was one of those ones that he showed to me quite a bit as a kid. And yeah, I think it's a good pick. Anyway, Mel I, Mel I Brooks. Hope, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very quotable. It's really quotable and. A bit like Monty Python's Meaning of Life, it was a little, a little bit different from Mel Brooks, but it was, it was a succession of things that happened during history. So he starts with early man with Sid Caesar, um, and then goes through, and he's got, you know, I mean, Madeline Kahn's in it. She's my idol. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think after this he did Spaceballs, and then I think it all started to go a little bit downhill after that. But I've always been a huge Mel Brooks fan, and there's just some great stuff in this movie. So if you haven't seen History of the World Part One, and by the way, they never did a Part Two. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and they but, do yeah. like a little teaser trailer for it too, don't they? Yeah, Jews yeah. in space, etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we're saying check it out if you haven't seen it. But uh, it's time for round three. Tony gets another pick. Tony, what do you got? All right, now I'm gonna go to the horror community and hope that I'm gonna get their vote here. And I am gonna go with another John Carpenter film, the continuation of the Halloween series, Halloween Two. <laughs> Thank you. 
Heck. Yeah, that was on my list. Yeah. I really enjoy the second one. I mean, it's really almost like you could watch one and two as just one four-hour movie. Yeah, it's the same film. Yeah, they go together seamlessly. I think it's great. And if you love the first one, you're going to love the second one. It's still, you know, the shape going after Jamie Lee. And it's fantastic. I love Halloween, too. Uh, now I've seen the the first one really recently, but haven't seen the second in a while. Is it the one that I always associate with a someone a hot bath or something like that? That's that one, right? Uh, he's in the hospital, basically. Yes. chasing her in the hospital. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. I think he yep. puts somebody in a hot. I, I I love it, man. I think it's a good pick. Uh, in round three, I'm, you have an eclectic list so far, Tony. I'm trying. That's why I was. That was my uh my go to this night was like, let me get different genres, comedy, horror. <laughs> let me get all over the place and hope I get some votes. <laughs> yeah, just try appeal to everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Vote for me. Vote for me. Yeah. Uh, is everybody cool with this pick in round three? Was it high on your list? It was on my list. It wasn't high on my list, but it was. It was certainly there. But there's. I've got another couple of horror movies above that. Yeah. Same. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on to Mark with, with his third pick. He took Escape from New York in round two. What do you got for round three, Mark? Well, for my third pick, I am also going with a horror sequel. Of course, that's going to be Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Whoa. Which we all know that was you know where Jason became the the screen icon that he did. That was his big coming out party. And, you know, really one of the better films in the series. Can't go wrong with Friday the 13th Part 2. I am so glad you guys are picking these because I'm just looking at a couple of movies I got on my list and I'm going, yes, they haven't picked that one. <laughs> Again, it's, it's mo- I think we're all picking movies that we really just personally enjoy and have love for. Sure. And you yeah. kind of exactly. have to do that. You have to do that with 1981 because we've said it a thousand times tonight. They're all over the place. Yeah, that's it, and it's a lot a lot easier to to back up the movie if you really enjoy the movie. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. hard 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 overhead, guys. A lot of people are going hard overhead tonight in the draft, uh, and there's been a run on uh, slasher slasher sequels. So we'll, we'll see. Gidget, I'm 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 thinking that you you're not going horror. You you have some things that you think have been criminally underpicked. What do you got for round three? I got about three, and so I'm I'm really sort of tossing up. Uh, we haven't podcasted this yet, but I am going to go with the wonderful Dudley Moore in Arthur. is a good pick i actually had picked this on our episode of dueling decades that we had done that's it's a solid pick yeah yeah this is a great movie it's a perfect movie it's very very funny very sad the director i think it was his first movie and then he passed away shortly after making this would have been very interesting to see what he did later on but there was certainly no need for arthur too and there was certainly no need for a remake this movie stands Uh, alone as a perfect movie and dudley moore possibly is the best drunk 
acting drunk <laughs> on screen ever because he, he doesn't over, overdo it and he does that degree of drunk. You know when he's sort of – you're kind of just a little bit tipsy and the, <laughs> the, the speaking studies you go. And, and then it just progresses and it's just wonderful. And when he's like sort of full-on drunk, you know, he's having dinner with, with a, a, a prostitute, you know, and she says something. You're what? You're a hooker? I thought I was doing great with you. You know, um, it's it's a very very. Liza Minnelli's fantastic in it. Sir John Gilgood is is the butler. Uh, I think he won a best supporting actor for this. Yes. Yep. And it's it, again, it's a perfect comedy. I can't rave about it enough. I cannot wait to podcast this movie. It is so funny, so many funny lines, and yeah, love it. So I'm I'm so glad. I'm so glad no one else picked that. <laughs> yeah, that was the highest comedy I had on my list. So good oh, call. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. And Can't go wrong with Christopher Cross theme either. I was about to say, <laughs> no better Saturday doing the dishes than the, the, the theme from Arthur, man. You, you got it got it going oh, on. Beautiful theme. Yeah. That's a beautiful song by Christopher Cross. It's gorgeous. Uh, good pick, Gidget, uh, in round three. We got one more pick in round three, and that's coming from Billy. What do you got, Billy? All right, this is tough, man. I feel like a lot of the really good ones are gone. Um, I'm going to go with a war movie and I'm going to go with an Aussie war movie and that's Gallipoli. Whoa. Wow. Nice one, Billy. Nice one. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to go in the votes because I'm not, I'm not sure how popular it is, but it's a, it's a really, really great war movie. You're going to, you're going to, you're you're going to have to explain. I'm sure a lot of people here in the States might've missed it. What, what, what's, what's it about? Uh, it's uh, it's got Mel Gibson in it. It's about um, World the f- War, first World the War, the first first World War, which yep. was over in Gallipoli, the Anzacs, basically. Uh, which, if you don't know, is the Australian New Zealand Army Corps. Um, and it's just it's got some great lines in it. It's just really, really well made. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking about. Peter Weir, yeah, di- 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 yep. directed it. So- yep. That's right. Oh, and if, yeah. anyone doesn't, if, if anyone springs. doesn't cry at the end of that movie, you are dead inside. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's a tearjerker for sure. That's a, ch- oh. that's a challenge from Gidget, guys. Watch it and, <laughs> yeah. and report yeah, back. I don't care if you're the biggest, ruggiest, ruggiest man known to mankind or a bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or an Ewok. Um, any, <laughs> if you do not cry at the end of this movie, it's, it's the same as you know the Iron Giant thing, I suppose. I don't, I don't know any guy that doesn't cry at the end of Iron Giant. Well, I'm famously a crier. I cry in just about every movie, and I definitely cried in this. So, yeah. <laughs> are we yeah, still talking I do, I do, about I do Arthur? that open weeping, but I'm not a cry type girl. But I, I use movies as, as an excuse to cry. But this, I do that real let <laughs> that crying, not just a tear down the cheek. So it's very ugly. Just Justin, you got to get control of this episode here. We've got a, a run on Aussie movies, all these Mel Gibson movies left and right. Well, I think we we established early on that really what this episode has turned down to is Team Aussie versus Team Virginia. That's it. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, mate. you guys got to steal some of the uh, these other Aussie movies if there's any left on the board. Because, uh, like I said, they, they've got them. They've got them so far. So, yeah, hopefully Mel Gibson didn't make any more movies this year. <laughs> <laughs> Unpredictable is the name of this. Well, there is there is actually a horror. Now it's an American movie, but I think it was filmed here, oh, so we sh- could probably claim it. And it hasn't been mentioned yet. So, mm-hmm. right. we, right. we, we 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 got two more rounds left, guys. We got to start now uh, with round four. Billy gets another pick right off the bat. What do you got, Billy? 
going back to back is even tougher. <laughs> um, oh. I'm going with a comedy because I haven't really done one yet. And I'm going with Time Bandits. Yes. Ooh. Great, nice. great film. Tell, tell us about Time yeah. Bandits. It was another one um, that was one of my dad's favorites growing up. He loved comedy movies. He showed me Blues Brothers and and this and all the Monty Pythons. And so I've just got really fond memories of it. And it's just hysterical. It's one of those movies, like most Monty Python movies, even though this isn't officially a Monty Python movie, it almost is. And, uh, you know, it's just got a whole bunch of stories in it. It's really funny. And it's just definitely worth watching. Terry Terry Gilliam directed it? Terry Gilliam directed it, yeah. I think it was one of his first, maybe. And they're they're always very quirky and bizarre, but I think this is a great pick. That was definitely on my list. Yeah, movie. it's al- almost like an anthology movie. Like, there's a bunch of different stories, like most Monty Python movies. But yeah, it's just good fun. So, so, so Billy's got uh, you know a pregnant wife uh, about to pop. He's picking for his dad. <laughs> it's it's all the feels from Billy. Uh, That's right, man. <laughs> heart, Billy heart, heart. Yeah, you're not in a talent show, mate. It's no good doing an out the sock stories. It's not going to wash. Uh, I respect the pick. I-, I love Time Bandits as well. Everyone check that out if you haven't. Gidget, you got your round four pick. What do you got? Whoop, whoop. Okay, I'm torn between two movies. One of them is a very sexy, steamy movie, and the other one is a big sword and sorcery and there's some nudity in it as well. That's got a bit of some sexy stuff in it as well. So I'm going to go. We did this as a two-part podcast because this is massive. This is Excalibur. I think it's still the best uh, version of that story. It, it sounds like some of you might have uh, listened to the Swords and Sorcery episode of The Countdown recently. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, I, I sent that in as one of my picks to them before they did that podcast. Yeah, so, same. That was my number three for them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's, I know Excalibur as the best version of the the Arthur tale, right? Correct. Yep. With oh. Dudley it Moore, is, and it was directed by John Borman. <laughs> yes. <had> son. <laughs> she went from Arthur. She went from Arthur to King Arthur. Very, very sly. <laughs> they both drank the same amount. Just one wore one wore a hell of a lot more metal. that's one of my favorite parts of moderating this drafts is when i can call 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 that out they're like what are you doing with like your picks you're like oh it's for my dad i'm doing all the arthur movies you know so (laughs) his name was arthur uh that's john borman great 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 film so wonderful british director charlie borman's in it and when we podcasted this we actually had his son his his son in this movie is is only about 10 or 11 and he's the kid right at the end with the the gold helmet on the little creepy kid that does that weird giggle that's his son charlie borman and he actually retweeted us when we put the podcast out so hi thanks thanks charlie get on your mate (laughs) but yeah no it's it's really good we've got uh, liam neeson's very first movie he's one of the knights and uh we've got um helen mirren's boobies so there you go (laughs) yeah all right all right all right helen mirren all right uh shout out again paul i know you love helen mirren as well i just listened to the episode as well so um i think it's a great pick in round four it's one of my faves mark what you got for round four man all right for round four since we're going with movies that we love and we all have passion for I have to pick this one, and it's probably going to be a controversial pick, but I'm going to go with For Your Eyes Only. The James Bond 
Bond Ooh. film from 1981 starring Mr. Roger Moore. It was one of the last, it was the last pictures. It was the last James Bond picture that Eon did completely before merging with MGM. It's one of the top five or six James Bond films in the franchise. And I really like this movie. I had to pick it tonight. Uh, it's not my favorite Roger Moore movie of his run, but it's right up there. And I think overall, it's one of the top five or six Bond movies. Ooh, those are fighting words. What does everyone think about that? It's it's a good pick. It's a bounce back from what? He was just in space before this, right? So, Right. <laughs> With Moonraker. <laughs> where, where do you go from there? I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, was no, it? It's, it's a good pick. It's a fun bond. It's it's good fun. Yeah, it was actually, really haven't fun. seen it. And that's Ooh. what was nice about this movie. It's it's a really fun movie from start to finish. The only thing that's questionable about it is uh, one of the James Bond love interests is about sixteen years old, which is kind of weird and creepy, but. You're not supposed to say that, Mark. You just picked this film. <laughs> no, no, not the the actress was not 16 years old. The uh, character was supposed to be 16 uh, years old. That's a whole still, other level of still kind of creepy. So yeah. even good, more creepy. Good good job with the creepy pick, Mark. So <laughs> was this one of your first Bond films? I with with people in Bond films, I it's always like which which Bond did you start with? Was this one of the first ones? Um. This wasn't one of my first ones. I got into this movie actually later in the run. Um, I my, think everybody. My first starts, one was Living Daylights, I think, which is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I actually the first time I saw Living Daylights, I was on a flight over to the country of Norway, and they showed that on the overseas flight. Oh, good way to bum you out on the way to Norway. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm like, it's not a very God. good movie. As a kid, I was like, wow, but then as an adult, I'm like, no. So, uh, Wouldn't you show a better Bond film? Come on, guys. The flight uh, just got longer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got one more pick in round four. Tony, what do you got, man? Uh, I have two questions. Hopefully this is the last round because I'm running out of picks. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you know there's five rounds in these things, man. Just, Damn. just okay. go to the list and, then, and pick I'll, some I'll, names. I'll, I'll give you a couple, Tony. Don't worry. <laughs> and then <laughs> my second thing I wanted to say is everyone voting, remember Mel Gibson's a racist. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gidget loves him. What are you saying? <laughs> now that I got I that do. out of the way. <laughs> you know what? We all make mistakes. Hey. I am going to go with a... A cult classic, um, I believe it's one of your favorites, actually, Justin, as well, is Scanners, the Cronenberg film from 81. Thank God. Holy crap, guys. Scanners is great. Come on. I mean, just, just for the iconic scene of the head explosion alone, this should you know resonate with some people. I think it was very edgy and, and groundbreaking for its time. Yeah, I think so. people that don't even know the movie, if you just say, oh, you know, with the, the one where the guy's head explodes, they've all seen the gif a thousand times. Yeah, I mean, even Black Sheep referenced it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've, I've for years, I've had a Scanners video drone just loaded up in the queue to do on our show, and I'm just like, oh my god, the Christie's gonna love this, but I haven't done it. So <laughs> I, lo- I love the movie. It's like prime time Cronenberg, like in it, like those were his his best uh, in my eyes. So yeah, and Michael Ironside too. I mean, he was like the king of the '80s movies. You know. I, I- I loved him in Total Recall, all that, all those movies, like 80s to 90s. He was great. So, 
and uh, reminded me of another. We, we've discussed this on the draft before, but we 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 thrown around the idea of doing best movie gifts uh, draft, and uh, the, the exploding head one from Scanners would be high on my list. It's a great one. I've I've got it up on my Twitter now. That's why I love it. I'm glad someone <laughs> took this movie because I would look dumb if I just chose that gift and no one took it. <laughs> I've actually I've I've actually made a graphic art for an episode beforehand and then no one took the movie and i had to like just like shyly walk away and make a new graphic so yeah, you never really think, you never justin's know justin's gonna go out to goodwill and get one of those uh digital picture frames and just load the gif on it and hang it in his hallway oh that would be awesome you know how they do have those my grandmother used to have one where you load up like 100 pictures and it just cycles through what if they had yeah. that well, if they had that but like cycled through gifts i would totally buy that <laughs> Oh. I'm sure you could do it. I'm sure you could do it. Oh, Man, that- just just go to our retro cinema uh, Instagram account. That's my, my partner Colonel Kike does all our gifts. You, and they are, I, they're fantastic. I, so we have a buffet. Does he like a can- you? You put him in like a gift sweatshop. I've seen him do this. He's really good at this, right? Oh, he's fat. They're fantastic. They're really beautiful. Look, I'll get him to do some gifts for this podcast, and you can just access them and you know send them. So. Send, send them on over. Send them on yep. over. So yep. uh, I think it's a still scanners in round four, but guys, we've already come to the end of the road, boys to men style. It's round five, the wild card round. This is it for eighty one. You you can dig deep, go for weird, go for strange, go for hard overhead. What do you got, Tony, with your last pick? All right, I'm gonna go with one that may be problematic looking back on it now but it's the godfather of teen comedies in my opinion and it's porkies (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe you just said the godfather and porkies in the same sentence come on (laughs) it's practically the same film it's the originator and it's directed by the late great bob clark i mean it may not be great to watch it with 2018 goggles on but i think for the time it was hilarious and just a great raunchy comedy I think you've got to put all that stuff aside, really. I mean, as I said, I'm probably the oldest person on this podcast. Well, I definitely am the oldest person on this podcast. And, you know, it was a, it was an era, and people can try and make excuses for it, but they, they, I, I still look at something like Porky's, and it's just good fun. You know, look at Revenge of the Nerds. Look at all of those. It was it was the, you know, tops off and running around and squealing, and you know, it's, it's just good fun. Sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the locker room scene with the peepholes, that's iconic. So... <laughs> Oh, calm, yeah. calm down there. Calm down there, Tiger. <laughs> uh, so, a couple things I love about Porky's. Number one, just the the how how the film came about. Like they didn't make it on a lot of money. It's a Canadian film. They started showing it to a couple people, and then you know another couple people saw it. It's one of those really uh, uh, phenomenons in terms of how it just went from Canada to, to the U.S. when it came out. But also. Fun fact for our podcast: one of our lowest downloaded episodes ever was Porky's and ba- and Bachelor Party. <laughs> Nobody wants us to hear heroes, you know, peepholes or, or donkeys doing drugs. I was so surprised. Uh, I, I they're missing out. They're and missing uh, out. yeah, so Porky's with, with the the last pick, I think, is a truly wild card pick from you, uh, Tony. So I appreciate the pick, man. All right, <laughs> Mark. You got your last pick of the draft, man. What are you going to go with? All right. So my strategy worked out all along. I threw you guys off way in the beginning. My last pick, (laughs) On Golden Pond. Mm. (laughs) 
you have like Shane last week. (laughs) There's one thing that we haven't talked about this whole episode. And Justin, you're going to, you're going to rip me a new one for this, but you know what? I won with platoon because of it. And that's the Academy Awards. (laughs) (laughs) And we all know that on golden pond won the golden globe was nominated for best picture. And then at the Academy Awards, Henry Fonda won best picture. Catherine Hepburn won best actress. And then the movie itself won for best writing and best screenplay. So you can't argue so with you it. Didn't, you didn't go Chariots of Fire. I did not go Chariots of Fire. I actually <laughs> prefer I prefer falling asleep to On Golden Pond. Right. Okay, fair enough. Well, wasn't it Henry Fonda's last movie, I think? I think it was. Yeah. Uh, if not, it should have been. So, so another thing that's happening lately on the draft is uh, people call out a pick at the beginning of the draft like it's really <laughs> sucky, but then take it in the last round. So this is what Mark has done. Uh, Shane did this last last in, in the eighty draft with Private Benjamin. So uh, I don't know the, the 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 Oscars don't have a lot of P- good PR or, or or karma behind them. Mark, we'll see how nah. uh, appealing to to the Oscars goes with that last pick. Um, so. Gidget, just, you, ju- ju- just hope that a lot of um, um, elderly women are listening to this podcast. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed on that one. If you look back at my picks, much like we've said all night, there's a little bit of something for everybody. And I try to reflect that with my picks. You know, there's some comedy, there's some drama, there's some horror, there's some action. You can justify it all the way to the bank, buddy. You just keep going. Yeah, I try. I was going to say, Mark's going to be calling around to all the senior citizen homes, seeing if they have computer labs, like, get them in there. I need their votes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, now that you bring it up. doing a better call, Saul, and just going around and paying them. (laughs) Just turn the library into a click farm. (laughs) (laughs) For, for For every vote, hand out free Werther's Originals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this has legs i love this idea so uh uh thank you for that mark we'll see how it goes for you gidget you you've got your your last pick of the draft what are you going to go with i still can't believe you picked on golden pond um okay <laughs> all right i'm going to go for a full-on sexy one it's kathleen turner william hurt body heat yeah. Mm. What? Yeah, come around and see my wind chimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Gidget, there there are some prime time, sexy times in that movie. Tell us about it. Uh, well, this is it's set in Florida during a heat wave, and we have a character called Maddie. This is Kathleen Turner's first movie, I think. Uh, and William Hurt is a lawyer, and it's just a story of seduction and the old trope of, you know, she seduces him, uh, and they sleep together, he falls for her hook, line, and sinker, and then it's the whole, oh, but I have this husband, and he's getting in the way, and he's like, that's okay, I'll kill him for you. Uh, and it's, it, you know, it's it's nothing particularly original, but the acting's fantastic in it. Um, it's, it's very saucy and sexy, and Kathleen Turner's just steaming. I mean, you can understand that it was her first picture but you can understand why people went who is that girl and let's put her in everything <laughs> get get, so, yeah. get you was that your kathleen turner impression in the middle of that i can't do <laughs> kathleen turner i tried to do it when we did um it's hard rabbit it, she's got the it hot is dog. hard she's got a oh it's a it's a hot voice she's got great legs and a great voice and beautiful hair too yeah I if you notice hair if you want to do a good kathleen turner the trick is you have to punch yourself in the throat first <laughs> <laughs> Smoke, smoke about a thousand Marlboros or something, man. Right. Just, 
<laughs> the, the really sad thing is I can't do Kathleen Turner, but I can do the mum from Better Off Dead. Oh, <laughs> well, I got to hear this. Go I ahead. I have to hear. What's the matter, Lane? Oh! <laughs> wow. That's spot on. I like raisins. Uh. <laughs> She's... Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that with my partner. It'll be like, talk dirty to me. Like, Okay, Colonel, kick it. Here I come. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> wow. Trolling yeah, for- not as sexy as Kathleen Turner, but, yeah, bo- body heat for me. I love this movie. It's, it's my mum's favourite movie, so I'll get a vote from her at least. Um, <laughs> Using hey, my tactic. <laughs> yeah. but, but, so Body Heat would be a totally different film if instead of Kathleen Turner's voice, it was the mom from Better Off Dad coming out. I'm just going to throw that out there now, and then I'm properly freaked out by that. Thank you, Gidget. I'll try, I'll try hang on. What does she say? Uh, when he goes to the bathroom, she drops ice cream on her top and says, Wouldn't you like to lick it off? <laughs> it's got raisins in it. Oh, God. Why don't we redo Isn't some it? other Kathleen Turner lines? Can you give me the Jessica Rabbit in that voice? No, I said, like, stop. Like, really, it's really. It's bad. <laughs> I know. You guys are just getting too excited. You just need to calm oh, down. You need to go and have a cold just, shower. Just, I know that the mum from Better Off Dead's voice is. So arousing. So just everyone just, just, just calm down a bit. Hey, at least she's not doing Kathleen Turner lines as Mel Gibson. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Learning a lot about Gidget tonight uh, with all of her picks, all of her voices. Billy, you've got the your last pick and the last pick of the entire 81 draft. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go with the great Muppet caper. Ooh, great pick. Ooh. Great pick. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's the Muppets, so you can't go wrong there. They're in London, which is fun. Puppets in London, hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just trying the, to get people to vote for it's me. It's the only way to make London fun. Is if you, you, like, you, like, you like London, right? Vote for me. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's a good it's a good fun movie. Like, you just you can't go wrong with the Muppets. It's actually the only one that uh, Jim Henson directed, I believe. Or was it Brian Henson? It was the only one that... No, Jim Henson. It was the only one that Jim Henson directed, and it's just a good movie. I have to ask, uh, Billy, was this a favorite of your dad's? <laughs> this one was not, no. <laughs> Damn it, Billy! Damn it! You, you screwed so it I up. So I just lost my dad's vote. <laughs> but it was a favor of his dead little brother's. <laughs> That's right. That's right, all you people voting. It was very sad. I was six, and, and uh, on his deathbed he turned to me and he said... When you go on So I Married a Movie Geek, please win. <laughs> so there you go, people. I mean, that that's Billy's origin story in the movie known <laughs> yeah. as him on the draft, and you guys got to vote for him just for that, I guess. So I, I felt it, Billy. I love the pick. I think it's a great pick to, to end this draft on. So we're going to talk honorable mentions in a second, but first let me read out the picks for everyone. All right, so Tony, you have Raiders of the Lost Ark, History of the World Part 1, Halloween 2, Scanners and Porkies, Mark has Stripes, Escape from New York, Friday the 13th Part 2, For Your Eyes Only, and On Golden Pond. Gidget has An American Werewolf in London, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, Arthur, Excalibur, and Body Heat, and Billy has The Evil Dead, Clash of the Titans, Gallipoli. Is that how I say it? Everyone check me on yeah. that one. Gallipoli, yeah. Gallipoli. Time Bandits, and The Great Muppet Caper. What does everyone think uh, of how this ended up? Shall I just uh, take the prize now? 
Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'm probably going to vote for Gidge. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really, really strong list that she's got. All right, that, that's, what, that's what Australia thinks. America, what do you guys think? Well, I oh. haven't seen half of Gidget's movies, so it's really hard to judge. I mean, I'd have to go back and rewatch them, I guess, or try to find them. They might be a little obscure. Whoa, <laughs> Gidget. Oh, he's, throwing he's throwing shade. Love the don't shade. Don't fall for it, listeners. Don't fall for it. You've seen all these movies. You know you love them. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, guys. I was busy looking at films of 87, 88 just for the when, getting ready for the next episode. I'll be on. So. He got uh, so sick of 81, he wanted to see some good films. Yeah. And I just want to remind everyone, uh, Kermit the Frog here saying, uh, Billy's dad did not like my movie. Uh. Hi, yo, Kermit the Frog here. Yay! Oh, Kermit! We've gone off the deep end, guys, here in 1981. Uh, We're not even drunk. Not, not, <laughs> no excuse. Not even drunk. So, uh, no. let's, so let's go down the draft order list. If you had a six pick, in this draft, I know Tony's like, what do you th- no. Uh if, if you had a six pick, what would be your top honorable mention that you would have picked in that spot, Tony? Uh, well, I had two that I was teetering between, and my buddies on the show, my other co-hosts, were texting me saying Cannonball Run, which Ooh. I don't know if I would have went with, but that, that might have been a good pick. I don't know. Uh, okay, Mark, what, what, I, what would you go with? There was a few I was teetering on for this slot in case somebody took that pick. But you know what? I probably would have went with the Walt Disney classic, The Fox and the Hound. I saw this in the theaters as a double feature with Winnie the Pooh and still one of my favorite Disney animated classics. That was on the on TV the other day. You know, I'd, I'd never seen it before, and I just sat down and watched it, and I felt like a big kid. It's ag- a good movie. And again, Kurt Russell. I was going to say, we could have had multiple Kurt Russell movies. Mark, Mark, so Mark instead picked On Golden Pond over Fox and the Hound in in 81. I went with the the silver fox rather than (laughs) the actual fox. Uh, And and doesn't uh, doesn't get much more 80s than Corey Feldman. He's in that too. Exactly. Gidget, Gidget, what would have been your round six pick if you had one? I had a couple. So uh, I had The Entity. I had The Howling. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, I had Quest for Fire, and I had Whose Life Is It Anyway with Richard Dreyfus. Ooh, all good picks. Mm. Billy, Billy, you got a honorable mention? Yeah, I had a couple. I also had Fox and the Hound on my short list. Uh, my Dinner with Andre, uh, My Bloody Valentine, but I'd already had a horror. And I was also surprised to not see Dust Boot go, da- um, d- but I chose yes. Kulipuli over that. Dust Boot is high on my list. Also, Blow Up, yeah. Blowout, which is one of my favorites. Uh, it is a great movie. Those would have been high on my list. Um, what else we got here? Mommy Dearest was a big one this year. Uh, the Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin. Any fans there? No? Yeah, th- I love that it's, movie. It's all right. Uh, Ma- Maniac uh, is a fave of mine. Uh, P- Possession is su- supremely fucked up, and I love it, but uh, <laughs> a, a lot of people haven't seen that one, and I would probably wouldn't recommend it willy-nilly. Uh, but it, is, it, is that the, the one with the, um, the video cover, and it was just the girl walking away with, with dragging the axe? Was it? Sam Neill Sam, Sam Neil is in it. I, I, it. It's a great film. Uh supremely uh disturbing as well so uh yeah i mean those are those are some of my top we already mentioned chariots of fire i guess nobody no one wanted to hear that music but 
I might have to play it here because it's so <laughs> iconic, guys. It's uh, I had I had taps on there too, Tom Cruise, and and then I had Victory, the Sylvester Stallone. Heavy, heavy, Texas heavy metal. Heavy. heavy metal is a good one. Yeah, I considered that. Um, so I had I had Ragtime, a Miller Foreman movie, and I also had uh, Ghost Story, Fred Astaire. I think it was one of Fred Astaire's last movies. That's quite a creepy, scary movie. Hmm. So mm. I, I'm I'm looking at the the list, guys, and I have to uh, one. So a couple things stand out. One one Tony, of course, has Raiders of the Lost Ark, but he also has Halloween two. Uh, and scanners, which are two of my faves. Uh, Mark, I think, could have got stripes later, but he, you know, he took that, but then got Escape from New York and Friday the Thirteenth. Those are two strong picks. Gidget, you're riding on uh, American Werewolf and 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 Road Warrior, of course. I, I think it's going to be oh Billy. Uh, I think it's going to be between Tony. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say. It, I, I it's just going to be really one cool. of the four of us. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I think from I Australia have... or Virginia. Who, right. who, who who has the most Arth, the most Arthur movies? Uh, Gidget, maybe. Uh, best dad movies. It depends who's picking, guys. This is what I'm saying. But the, the biggest thing, if you're listening to this draft, is to go online to our Twitter poll uh, and vote for who, who you think had the best list of five. Because, again, we're in the middle of a tournament. This is uh, a month, months long. This is going to go up till April of next year. But whoever wins this one goes into our semifinals, which is either going to be 1987 or 1988 uh, in March of 19. So... Super excited to have all you guys. Thanks again for joining us. We're going to go down the draft order and make sure where we can find you all. Tony, you're back. You you made it back. Mr. 1981, I hope you had fun. Where can we find you online, man? I had a blast, and I hope I get to come back again. Um, you can find Take Two Podcast at TakeTwoPodcast.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. All our episodes are up on Podbean, iTunes, uh, sometimes Stitcher, as you know how that goes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We put out a lot of episodes, so try and keep up. I'm back in Stitcher's favor, guys. They heard all of my <laughs> fuck yous for, for months and months, and then they just decided to reinstate our feed without letting us know, so... We're, we're, you know, we're mending our relationship, and and I'll try to put in a good word for you, Tony. Thanks again for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Mark. Where can we find you and poop poop culture online, man? All right, you can hear me on Poop Culture with my partner in slime, Rick Mancrush, every Wednesday on Poop Culture. You can listen at poopculture.com or infirmary.org. Shout out to Rick. What's up, man? Uh, thanks for joining us, Mark, tonight. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It's always a good time. Uh, we'll see if you can keep up the your undefeated record, but Gidget is, is nipping at your heels. This was her first night drafting. Gidget, I hope you had a good time. Where can we find you online? I had a brilliant time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Justin, for having me on. Uh, so we're obviously the Retro Cinema Podcast. We do 80s movies. We love then and still love now. You can just go to our site and listen to us directly. Uh, we're on Stitcher, iTunes, Spreaker, just go into Google, type the Retro Cinema Podcast, and just find an 80s movie. I'm sure we've podcasted something that you love. So, yeah, go and check us out. And I do it, obviously, with Angry Man. And Colonel Kickhead does our beautiful gifts. Awesome. Awesome. Send those mm. send those gifts on. Thank you, Gidget, again for, for joining. And uh, oh, it's a total pleasure. Uh, Great time. Lo- we love our Aussies here on So I Married Movie Geek. Billy, 
We love that you joined us at the last minute. Major props for that. Where can we find you and your podcast online, man? Mate, thanks for having me. It was awesome to join. I'm glad I could do it. Uh, you can find us at wewatchedathing.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. And uh, we're gearing up. The entire month of September is our furious, Fast and Furious marathon. We watched all eight in one sitting, and the last two were a drinking game. So we'll be releasing those <laughs> throughout the month of September, and it's it's pretty fun. So I hope you join us for that. Awesome. It, w- it was great having you, man. Check all four of these out online. Their podcasts are all great. Um, you're listening to our podcast. You found us. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, again, back in good favor, SoundCloud, um, and then on at MovieGeekCast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then uh, in terms of the tournament, again, we just did 1981. Next month, we're going to be having 1982, one of my favorite years, coming up. Um, and we have, uh, again, two vets and two newbies who are going to draft the, ba- the best of 82. And then next week here on So I Married Movie Geek is uh, still in flux, but there's the exciting prospect. We have both of our moms in town for the first time in a year, and we are are throwing around some very, let's say, uh, shocking and exciting uh, ways to involve them in our podcast. So uh, it it requires a sign-off for Chrissy, so you know it's going to be crazy. We'll see if we can make it happen for you. So, um, again, thanks to Tony, Mark, Gidget, and Billy for joining me tonight. Thank you for listening tonight to the 1981 Fantasy Movie Draft, and we will see you next week on the show. Thanks a lot. This was a podcast from the PodFix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.